This is the Bhangra Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. My name is Rama Hollingham, and I am a member of the Bhangra Podcast. Hi, I am Sid. I am also a member of the Bhangra Podcast. Yeah, and today we're going to take a deeper dive into some of the performances from Ebangra and get you know just just dive a little bit deeper on some feedback and and overall what went down and talk a little bit about the teams. Sid, you know, what were some of your high-level takeaways coming out of Ebangra? I think the the first high-level takeaway that that should stick out for everybody is you have to dance well uh, in this setting. You can't get away with average to below average dancing. And when I say dancing, like the actual ability of your dancers, for one. Number two, the fundamentals, bouncing your shoulders. The energy side of things of actually getting your legs up, proper posture, uh, strength in your arms and legs, you know, like doing the doing the moves with strength. You know, the fundamentals just absolutely need to be there, for one. Number two, impact. You know, if you're not creating any impact via your routine, if you're not creating any moments in your routine that actually stick out and, you know, when I say impact is leaving an impression on the viewer, it's making the viewer go, Oh man, that was sweet. Right? Like you remember certain things that Fertile did. You remember certain things that brigade did for other teams. There's some, there's some teams I don't remember a single thing that they did. Right. And that's a problem, right? You didn't leave any lasting impression or have any impact. Uh, I think those are two, two that we can start with because we'll delve into the freshness idea later here. But what were your high level quick hits wrong? Um, I, I think, uh, I do think, you know, to your point, teams need to stop thinking about this as a traditional competition. There's nothing traditional about it. And I think that needs to start trickling down into the performances. I, I, I felt at certain points people were taking a whole routine and smashing it together versus thinking about, okay, I'm dancing now for two and two minutes with six people. What's like the best utilization of my dancers and the choreography in those two minutes that is going to make people remember this performance and remember how well we dance. So I would say that's step one, right? I think that's a lot of it has to do with how people move, um, the kinds of steps you're going to incorporate, the kinds of segments you're going to incorporate, and also how are you going to, um, you know, slow down, speed up, or, or provide some dynamicism in a very short amount of time. Uh, and so we'll, we'll get we'll get into that with the teams. I, I also feel that there is a uh, that this competition is now going to be more international, which means there's going to be a lot of different teams potentially applying um, in, in subsequent rounds. We saw it with Brigade this time around, where you're going to have a team with a specific style that might be counter to what we're used to seeing in the North, in, in North America and, and the U.S. And, uh, you know, more often than not, we go to a Bunger and the Bird, we go to a Boston. You're going to see a lot of teams very similarly from across the U.S. There, there's going to be obvious changes in the styles, but I think there's going to be very similar templates and build-ups to the routines. Um, and I think, you know, with Brigade, you're going to see instances where teams are going to be completely new and it's going to feel completely different. And that is going to be weighed and I think um, going to have an impact to how teams are scored ultimately. I, I do think Brigade brought a very fresh and different perspective on set construction, emphasis on dancing, emphasis on, you know, specific points of their routine. And uh, I think that caused them to really stand out and it helped them overall i you know not not saying that they weren't a great dancing team they were not saying they didn't have great performances they did but um it only it became stark and i think that led to some you know changes in scoring so i'm curious to see how that plays out um over time 
but I would not be surprised that that continues to happen as we have more and more e-bungers you know, into the future. Yeah, a couple of things I kind of want to piggy off of what Ram just said. Uh, the first thing you said is not thinking of it like a traditional competition and trying to pack too much in to a minute to a minute you know minute minute and a half uh, type setting. And I, and and uh, I want to kind of pick on Brigade a little bit in their first round video. I remember watching the the stream chat and people uh, saying the Brigade got robbed in round one. I understood the sentiment because of what Ram was saying is because they they stood out and it was just like wow I've never seen this before this is beautiful. Uh, but a big reason why I think that they got second was because of Rom's point saying that they're try they tried to pack too much in to one segment right they were doing uh, they, they started off fine with the mall segment it was beautiful to watch with the shoulders then they do it they're doing a normal bongarda segment and then all of a sudden it drops into the drummer segment right that transition right there was just so uh, abrupt and it didn't flow right that in itself had they just found a way to train I'm not saying they shouldn't have done drummer but maybe they shouldn't have for Rom for exactly what Rom is saying in terms of you know, trying to pack too much in, right? And because of that abrupt transition, for me, like that's that's where they lost it to, for Thiele. I mean, the door was open for them to win, but uh, win round one, I'm saying. Uh, but because of that, you know, idea that maybe they're trying to pack too much in, and, and either that or they just didn't transition into Jumar in a way that would that felt less abrupt and actually worked and actually flowed correctly. Uh, that you know that would have helped them. And then and the freshness idea that Rom's bringing up and. To, to, to also use Brigade as the, as the good example here is, you know, there, there's been a lot of discussions about what that actually means. And, you know, Ram, I kind of want to kind of tee, tee it up for you. But it's one of those things where when you're watching all of these routines and there's that one team that stands out because they were different in a good way, right? It's, it's, not, just, it's not just to say be different, right? Like that idea of, of being fresh, if we're not going to use the the, the dance world, if we're going to use a completely different realm here, if we talk about just you're there, it's a hot summer day, and you start drinking some Sprite, it's refreshing because it's like it's not dry. It's not, you know, it's not like drinking just a warm glass of water, which might be just the standard thing you drink on a, on a, on a daily basis, right? It's refreshing. But, you know, it's not, and it's refreshing in a good way. It's not refreshing in a, in a what was that kind of way. Like, I don't like Dr. Pepper. So if I drank Dr. Pepper, I'd be like, what the F, you know, that's not refreshing to me. Yeah. <laughs> but again, you know, everybody has their own versions of what that might be. And that's just the nature of being human and the, where we are, but good, Ron, take it, take it from there. Yeah. I would say the, the big thing, a lot of people don't consider even, you know, as prospective judges going into a competition is how these differences, you know, manifest themselves and how it influences the scoring. You know, if I'm, if I'm, captain of a team you know i know at my time when i was captain of fcb and, and said you were obviously there with me um a lot was put into like variations of specific steps like Fumania, you know how are we going to drop into things like jugany um how are we going to you know make variations into a drummer segment to stand out and be a little bit different uh, what brigade is doing and i think where there's a level of reward is they are taking a step back and looking kind of end to end and in I don't think they're intentionally doing this but it is an intentional outcome in certain ways when you're competing internationally their their view of what a good routine looks like and what's going to be good for this competition is different than a lot of the other teams I thought there was a lot of you know trends of pace and variations a lot of teams relied I thought on very cool slash or 
you know, very different variations and that build up and payoff structure. Whereas I thought Brigade um, was more simple, less about the actual move variations and more about the variations in pacing and dynamics of the actual routine. And that kind of different setup, which I thought was unique amongst all the teams performing, does you know strike you differently it's it's almost as if someone took all the rather than taking the building blocks and rearranging them a new way it was like they went back to the the cupboard pulled out another set of building blocks and redid it a certain in a, in a separate structure with with different rules and and ultimately it paid off very very well for them right and i would say for teams that are trying to you know make themselves memorable make themselves stand out the question i think you should be asking is you know there there are going to be move variations, choreography variations. I think we saw it obviously being done very well with Ferdile, and they got rewarded for it. I thought some of those variations were fantastic that will carry the day. But also thinking about, you know, if you're not going to be able to compete on that variation level, if you're not going to be able to pull, you know, uh, all of the variations or think through all of them, and you still want to be competitive in your own unique way, I think there's, there is an element of do we want to focus on just the move variations or can we also think about pacing? Can we also think about, you know, front time? Can we also think about movement um, and apply it a little bit differently? Knowing that, you know, said minute and a half, man, that's, that's we're we're essentially just watching an extended vine compilation. That's what it feels like, you know, it's, it's seven second bits. It's not a lot of time. Like maximizing your time might not be effective if a complicated variation doesn't work off work work out and you haven't put a lot of emphasis on the rest of the dancing that puts you at a disadvantage right and and i would say sid you know i think teams have to think about what playing to their strengths and also thinking about incorporating their identity a little bit more and maybe that requires a little bit more thinking on what do we want to do for a minute and a half two minutes yeah and i think that something that we will definitely get into as we analyze some of the videos here i think that in this in this type of format it's all about, again, it, it's as much as it's a different format, the, some of the rules are the same, is that you need to stand out and leave a lasting impression. And in this specific instance, and again, I think it's the exact same as, as a 12-person routine or 16-person routine for eight minutes, is creating those moments that actually work. And you know, we, we, we've see, we see the teams that they're trying to do, we know what they're trying to do with variations or certain steps that they're doing, but it's not it's not enough just to do a variation. It's not enough just to do a cool step because a cool step to you, you know, it's only cool because you saw some other team do it in such a way that was wow to, you know, you watched some other team do, you know, some step and it was wow for you. You can't just take out that step and then it's going to be wow for everybody else. How did they set it up? What happened before and after that step? What was the mix doing? What was the formation? Was there a mechanism? There's so much that goes into individual moments is not just an individual step that is awesome right it's the whole big picture so let's get into we're good we're going to dissect you know kind of quickly round two all of the videos in round two just to give insight as to what ram and i thought as we watched uh so we'll start with uh for delay uh the notes that i took as i watched again I, i'm i only watched all these videos one time and just took some notes i even did my own scoring uh, maybe we'll post that at a later time uh, but I loved their, their, you know, the scenery, like the, I don't know how the day was just so purple for them, <laughs> but it was pretty cool. And then the intro wave was sweet. The quick hits with the locking sounds, 
And then it just, they did it like four or five times within a matter of 10 seconds. And it was just like, all right, it's enough, right? Uh, so yep. that, that, you know, when we, so when we think about that idea of, of how to score creativity, you know, doing it too much, when, when it comes too much, you might not get all the, all the points that you want to get there. The movement that they had when uh, the two guys were going from, you know, screen right to screen left through the, through the line, like that's, that's an example that I want to point out to teams is that that's a simple idea. That is, you know, we can call it a mechanism. We can call it just something different, but it's easy to understand, right? And, and we get, you know, Ram, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about here, where teams try to do something crazy, yep. and they they know they know it's awesome, but for a first time viewer, might not be able to process what happens. You know, right. like if, if it takes, and I know this, we we were culprits of this back in the day, but if it takes a viewer, you know, three four times to watch it to then figure out what actually happened, and then it's like, oh, that was cool. It's too late, right? The only like the only view that matters is the first one, and that's a really good example of a cool thing that again makes sense. It was easy to follow and understand what was going on. That actually worked and hit. Uh, didn't really like their fuss level variation. Uh, it uh, I think it needed to be done like maybe once more for it to hit. Just the idea just came and went, and it was also one that like it felt like it was like the poppy stuff again. Um, their movement out in and out of the circle was really well, really well done. The fake intro didn't really add anything. The money was kind of whatever. And so those those couple things that I'm that I'm biting on, right, or, or I'm, I'm taking stabs at, is probably why Fertile's score took a little bit of a hit in creativity and impact. Yeah, I, I would say out of the three videos that I've seen from them, right, their their winning video, their first round video, and, and then this, I think this is their weakest performance. Um, I would say, uh, especially in the beginning, it's a little sloppy. Like when they're doing. Um, when they're doing a couple of the, the line switches, especially when they're doing the Jadusinga and then the two guys are going across and then everyone's doing um, you know, some variation. I think it's a, a Punjab variation. And then they go into the quick chaw. They're just not, the execution is not at the level for, I think, a very simplistic set of moves, right? Um, I think what for Thiele, the reason that Fertile has won this competition and the reason that they got first place is in a large part because the little intermediary moves between specific creative elements were done extremely extremely well i thought the dancers were fantastic in doing that and is a big reason why they were successful um didn't happen for me on this on this performance i also wasn't a fan of the fumania variation and the little break that was taken mm-hmm. that was taken there it just did not sit sit right with me um i just didn't feel like it was necessary right it was just one of those things where why did you do it i i don't it was a good. It's. It wasn't even a great variation to start, right? Like it, it wasn't anything I'd necessarily seen before, and the break wasn't something I was uh, a fan of. I did think that the ending, from a dancing perspective, like the Jadusinga into um, the throws back into the Jadusinga and the jumps, was done very well. But again, there's the little bit of um, the little variation at the end where people in the back are doing jumps and mm-hmm. in the front are doing Jadusinga. It's not. It wasn't something that was pleasing. I would have appreciated more, I think, from an audience perspective, if everyone was doing a little bit more of the same. Right? I, I thought the end, the beginning, to your point, didn't start out super strong. The ending um, didn't also inspire me in a lot of ways, or or it wasn't a it wasn't an impactful ending in in the way um, I would have appreciated it, or even from a dancing perspective. But I think it also goes to show that even though the dancing quality wasn't as high as I normally would have thought and the bar that they set themselves up for, it was still obviously very, very good, right? Like it, it goes to show um, what a truly excellent dancing team can still do, even if all the ideas don't resonate, even if it's not, even if it doesn't have the highest of impacts. Amen. 
And now on to Hushare. Uh, love the location with the stadium in the background. It's, yeah. it's just so sick. Like it's it's so it was so cool. Um, the first thing I wrote down for them was that you just need to work on form, and that should not be the first thing that I'm writing. Right? It's just the first thing out the gate is that you're you're displaying that your form is not on point. That's got you know you got to work on that, and that's got to be something that who share you guys have to just punt, you know hunker down and work on work on the dancing and get get the get the form and the ability to dance up to par. Um, the beginning of the Fumonia was okay, and then the mechanism was really awesome. Um, I was confused by the girl guy setup because there was like it was a it was a tri- triangle trapezoid type thing, and there was two guys and three girls, and the the, the setup was just, it didn't actually look congruent, um, and that's just something that you just shouldn't do. Like, why am I writing this down? I mean, this is for every team out there that can learn for learn from this. Is don't give me the opportunity to write these negative things down. Right. Um, as as we keep going again, I'm not writing anything cool about the ideas. I'm writing down choreo dash needs to think idea like you need to think through these ideas better i know this is all chicken scratch but basically what i mean is like we need to be thinking about these ideas better so that you can create moments and things that will be remembered right um another thing that uh and and and, and to to piggy off of that later the drop into jugni was it was okay it wasn't anything to write home about nothing that nothing crazy cool it was just there um and and something else to keep in mind for the younger teams out there that are not as talented, that doesn't, that don't have the depth. Let's say, uh, the girl that came to the front for the mall, like she's the best dancer, and she came to the front and was noticed just too late. And it's not to say, you know, any, it's not a knock on any any dancer that is not as good as her, uh, but the reality is, is that this is a competition, and you need your best dancers in this kind of situation to be able to carry more of the load to help you out, like help the overall team out. It's not to say that. That the, the the not as good dancers don't deserve front time or shouldn't get any front time. That's what I'm saying. But you need to you need to you know map that out correctly and make sure that when those dancers are in the front, they are they, they are dancing in a way that I don't even know that they're a back dancer, right? Like I don't know if that makes sense, wrong, but uh, basically you know where I'm going with it is we need to the circuit at large. Like you just need to think it through and be smarter about when and where you're putting your dancers, right? And if if you need to. You know, you know, have that red Jordy that is some, some sometimes a little too much in the front. So be it. But you know, be smart about how you're using your rotation uh, to to give your back dancers the front time and make sure that they are well trained on when they are uh, visible and noticeable. So, Ron, take it away. Yeah, I would say you know I, I don't want to nitpick on the same things that Sid talked about. I, you know, one of the things I really noticed that uh, threw me off across all a lot of the performances is that. Um, it's obviously a very high energy performance, but I think there's a little bit of flailing when it comes to the arms and the legs. And what I mean by that, it's it's very much not a. Um, there's a lot of circuitous motions where, when you're slapping your thigh, you're not kind of cutting it off. You're going like in a huge circular motion and cutting down. And there's a lot of in- instances like when you're doing punches, when you're like rotating your legs. There's a lot of excessive. I, I don't want to call it excessive movement because a lot of teams have been successful in doing these kinds of stylistic changes. But what it requires is that when you're going through, like, I think there's a moment where they're doing a bunch of uh, punches and, um, you know, a woman comes to the front of the performance. You're, you know, you're doing a, a bunch of arm rotations and then sitting down and then about to go into the mall. The, the thing that throws me off with their performance especially is that um, – it's not, I, I don't think individually it's a big deal, but it's emblem, it's kind of systemic throughout the performance, is that you get a lot of different people putting their arms in different locations, right? And I think the goal when you're 
especially moving from formation to formation when you're uh, doing simpler choreography is to be as pristine and as precise as possible. And so I, I would challenge who share, you know, it's, it's one or the other. It's either you keep the style, right, and uh, you clean it, and teams have been successful doing that. I, I, I would, you know, I think if that's part of the identity, definitely do that. Or I think be cleaner with some of the, the movement and say, like, hey, you know, we're going to cut this off for precision, for a level of accuracy, because we want people to do things the same way. And it's pretty obvious to me, you know, sit to your early point with the back, the back dancers and the front dancers, when you have extra movement and the front dancers with their front time are, um, are kind of going a little bit harder, you can see those discrepancies and they become magnified. And even though it's not a big deal for this individual performance, it does become big when you're comparing teams and you're seeing other teams with a higher degree of precision across the board. All right, Sid, so we just, you know, talked through a couple of teams. Why don't we talk about, you know, the the uh, the Vegas betting favorites, Bunger <laughs> Brigade from India. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we, t- we talked about that freshness uh, earlier, and no team is doing what Brigade does, right? And one of the things that Brigade does differently than the North American circuit is the way that they bounce their shoulders. And it's just, it's crazy cool to watch. Uh, the amount of grace that they have in their dancing uh, is also amazing to watch. But a key thing to think about is that the impact that they had was because of the two things that I talked about, right? Like, there was impact in watching the way they bounced their shoulders. There was impact in watching how graceful they were. Uh, and and you saw it in the, in the immediate beginning of their whole routine. Uh, I thought that the, whenever they stopped and they did the ch-ch-ch-ch, and then they right out of that they like you know did that like yeah. quick hit thing i didn't think that was set up well i think it could have been better set up because uh, it just kind of happened and it was and it just didn't have the, the impact that, that that it should have had uh, after that you know start going fast the spin into the fast drummer step i thought was just like i don't know why it just was like really just well done I mean, it was a synchronization but you know i did write that down as a moment for them uh the head thing during Fumonia they all turned to the 90 and then they did they they, they uh, all moved their head at the same time right before they started the Fumonia was sick um i want to kind of wanted something more during the pause in the fomonia and then uh when they dropped into jugni you know they did the 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 one two three four then they dropped into it Mm -hmm. something about the mix needed to change there to accentuate the the, you know the the change more if that makes sense uh and then you know the, the variation that they did with with the hand holding i thought it was sick so overall you know really well done and you know what about you, Ron? Yeah, I I really liked. I didn't mind the chit chit as much. I I thought that was a very good pause. Um, I thought the Fumania variation, like the little pause and freeze, was it's not new, right? But I think in you know we're talking about it now. But I think at the course of the competition, I can understand why it's a it's a different approach, right? It's not. It's not meant to be new. It's less focused on the actual variation and more focused on the dramatic effect of the step, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is a fundamental difference in how they approach their choreography. I, I thought the um, the hand-holding thing at the end was was great. I, I thought, you know, just no one else was going to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's yep. something I've seen before, but just no one else did that step the entire competition, right? So it, it is unique and creative in that sense where it is the, the shiny kind of separate toy. Um, I don't know what it is, but teams outside of North America just put a lot of time into videography 
right? I, I'm talking about Australia teams, I'm talking about India teams, I'm talking about UK teams, and this is no different. And, and people will probably say, like, why is Rom talking about it? It doesn't have anything to do with the dancing. Well, in a virtual competition where you're recording videos, the fact that you could, that everyone is framed so well, you could clearly see the dancers. Like, it looks like it was shot in something close to like 4K almost, right? And the, it's, you, you can actually see everyone's bodies and the dancing and the shoulders and all of the different components from a knuckle perspective makes it so much more powerful. I, I compare it to like the, I compare it to the who share videos. I compare it to, you know, BAM's videos. I, I compare it to some of the other teams that were a little bit further away from the camera. And it's hard to not think about that, especially in considering how that set was constructed and how much it focused on the actual dancing itself. Legit. So yeah, let's move on to Bongarda theory. Uh, and I do want to start off with, I didn't really wa- write down too much for this team. And, and I want to make that known as not a good thing uh, or a bad thing. I mean, it's not, it's, it's, it's not a bad thing, but it's not helpful in the sense that I'm writing down multiple things for brigade, multiple things for, for delay. And, you know, for theory, I, you know, obviously I was cracking up at the fact that they, they took your guys' audio <laughs> into the mix. Uh, really well done with that nice little touch there. Uh, you know, they had a they had a mechanism with the V. With one side of the V was in Berka and the other was not. Uh, but it wasn't anything crazy. The you know, I wrote down that Fumania at the start. Like I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't, kind of couldn't see that it was like Fumania steps. So that's a problem. Uh, and then I also wrote down that what, the mechanism they did with the with the two dudes, uh, you know, uh, on their butts and the girls on the outside. It was also that that part was really well done, and that's all I wrote. And so the takeaway really is is that you know nothing outside of what I what I wrote down a stood out. So you're not really hurting yourself, but you're not helping yourself. I want to see theory get more aggressive uh, and do more with the choreography in the you know like making making more moments out of it. And uh, yeah, I didn't have anything bad to say about their dancing really. They danced well, not as good as as a brigade for Thiele, but. Um, you know, from a top-down perspective, but they danced well and they captured me. So, go ahead, Rom. Yeah, I, I'm going to take a slightly different tact. I I get what you're saying, Sid. Um, I think for me, the lack of I kind of want to say like, what are you going to be remembered for, right? What is theory going to be remembered for? And they're not they're not the best dancing team. They they have solid energy. They dance very energetically. They they also have I think a mix and a type of performance that would allow you to do that um so that's great but they're to your point they're not at a brigade level of dancing or, or for delay level of dancing let's be honest right they're also at a creativity wise they're not throwing in the formations they're not i think selling the moments like brigade where they're playing with dynamics i think for 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 that performance one of the things that i struggled with is that it's it's short and they really could have benefited. I think even when the guys were on the ground and the women were standing up, I think they could have benefited from some change of pace there, right? Like really sell the moments, slow the mix down. This The song choices are fun songs that people know, that people enjoy. Like it's fun to me as an individual listener, but it's not going to amount to anything in the same way it would have happened in, in person. I don't know if that makes you know total sense to you, Sid. I, I just feel like this is one of those performances you know that really would have benefited from thinking about how do we capture an audience in a different type of format Mm -hmm. 
And moving on to BAMs, the only the only good thing that I wrote about BAMs was that they're good, like they're solid at dancing. They're not there yet, completely top down. Uh, they had a really good location uh, on top of that uh, that overlook, and you know from a from a creation perspective, I thought that the two triangles into the trapezoid was a nice formation. Uh, everything else I'm writing down, just you know things that I'm remembering and seeing, just you know to me weren't good. The transition mix wise to Fumania was not good. I believe they went to. Uh, Ah oh, man, I can't remember the Sherry Mon song. The transition just was was not good, uh, and that's just I shouldn't be writing that down, right? It should just be clean and transition smoothly and well. I shouldn't even have to worry about it. I should just focus on enjoying what I'm watching. Uh, Fumonia overall from a um, from a choreo- from a choreographical perspective. Sorry, my tongue's getting tied. Uh, it just looked like it was trying too hard. They, they were just trying too hard to make a cool Fumonia, and it lacked any moments of impact, any moments of cool, like as much as, you know, we can talk about, you know, RVD not being, you know, up to par at this competition, the way that they moved into their Fumonia was such a sick moment, right? Um, Bams, even though they're trying, they're trying, it's like they're trying too hard to create a cool Fumonia and nothing's standing out. Uh, then they did this thing where they, they popped their hands out uh, right into the drop and then they did Barty Jaw uh, and it just didn't hit, right? So, you know, that kind of moment just needs to be thought through better to make Make that moment actually have be, have some impact. Just because you're doing something that, that is different into a Barty Chal doesn't mean it's going to hit, right? Uh, and you know, that's that's really it for them. Sorry for ragging on you guys so hard, but I guess I have <laughs> higher expectations. Well, I would say you know, Sid, if we're going by round two, I I hundred percent agree, right? Like round three um, videos is where I think they really take their their step. And you know, I started saying you know, from this is a team that I could see competing at blowout. Well. You know, there still is some level of thought that needs to be done. And I, I thought the reason why they did so well in round three is because they were forced to slow down and take some of their ideas and put them in a slower and, you know, a more dynamic routine necessitated by the requirements of the competition put itself. This was just, just so fast and just a lot of random things. This is like the ultimate... It, um, it, it, I, I mute this video and I watch this video and it seems like you could take like a very, it's like the greatest hits of like all these songs like Fate Chuck, et cetera, et cetera. And you just throw them in there and it's chorus after chorus after chorus after chorus and choreo after choreo after choreo after choreo. The thing about those segments though is that they're typically simplistic and it's just done very well and it's all about movement. It's all about crushing some steps. And to your point, they just do a lot of things. Like I'm watching this performance. They just do a lot of things that are unnecessary. Right, I think the the you're exactly spot on. I think the the Fumania variation, like the arm pop outs here and there, I, I it doesn't add anything. It's not cool. It's also particularly, um, it's not a, it's it's not a it's not a way to like emphasize your good dancing in a certain way, right? Like you're you're really limiting yourself in terms of like the reach. Um, I thought there was a discrepancy with dancers. I thought that became clear over a period of time who was really good, who choreographed the set. Um, you know, it, that's not something I want to be seeing. You know, we talk about wanting to have some payoff and understand a routine. This is one of those routines where I see a lot of promise, but I don't see a lot of payoff. I don't see a lot of time where I can actually understand what had just occurred. And, um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I had to, I had to w- watch this video two or three times before I got a before I got a really good perspective on what they were trying to do, which I'll be honest, is two or three times too long. So, yep. so moving on here, we got Bruce Day. Uh, I thought the initial opening when they were doing Fuss Law, I thought the way that they were picking everybody up was kind of weird. Um, you know, there, was, there wasn't any impact to it. It was just, you know, 
don't know, I felt like it was just a, a like how do we take this step and do it in a in a very unique way and that's cool but I don't know it just felt weird and it didn't really it didn't have any impact for me and everything out you know everything after that you know I'm I, I wrote this down I was like I'm understanding the combinations and the variations you're doing but it's not cool it's not making me react to it right there's nothing there's no impact to it the Fumonia segment was very out there like very very out there uh at first if it, if it wasn't for the dole beat in the mix i would not have known that they were doing Fumonia. um and then at the end when they when they dropped into the jugnia Fumonia, that part was really really sick the way they're moving with the the, the mechanism they had with the moving of the v then it came back and then did the other step uh to to inverse the v uh but you know from an overall perspective with that you know without that even even with that there really wasn't any impact in what they were doing it was just really cool i guess i mean not even i wouldn't even say they were cool they were just you know move combos and variations that did flow together but again no impact so that was my reaction to first day yeah i i'm gonna take a slightly different tag i really liked the fumania converse the, the fumania choreography and the conversation that it sparks you know i i'm a little bit different than you in saying that i i definitely agree it's out there um However, to your point, and I think you touched upon this with the Fasson, it's some of the dancing right before, like when they get into the V and they're doing the little flourishing movement side to side, that's, to me, is good execution. But I thought that there was an element of, you know, the choreography around the Fumania segment not it, not hitting. Maybe, maybe it was because the speed of the entire segment is the same, you know, where it's just a little bit monotonous and it's a slower speed. Um, that might have a little bit to do with it, but I also think it doesn't. There's a lot of choreography here that doesn't necessarily emphasize like a really good, um, really good, really like strong dancing, right? Like a lot of it is there's a lot of motion, there's a lot of um, different variations in the moves, and I'm kind of wondering, right? Like, what where did they dance super well on? Like, what do they dance super well on? The Fumania is definitely very different. I thought the Jugini piece, and then the transition back with the the like the flourishing with the arms yep. going into like a like a Laria move was something simp- was something that was going to be that, but then there's just a lot of minor nifty variations where I'm like you know the dancing kind of suffers a little bit and the one point where I think the dancing really um, works well is when they're doing the bathy at the end and then they start getting into a little bit of the bath case but even then it's not it's not done in a way where. Um, like the Jadu Singa, right before then, you start, you do the step, and then you vary it out a little bit, and then there's a little bit of cracks where some people are are getting really low and ripping the choreography. Some people are kind of standing up and kind of envisioning how they're going to do the variation afterwards. It's not, it's not as crisp. And I would say, from a dancing perspective overall, it's not at the same level of dancing as um, as a big brigade and as a for delay. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so moving on to CIA. Um, the the start you know you know just speaking very frankly here you know the start like one of the dudes that came in uh, from screen side right you know he was off from everybody else and that's just it's going to attract the attention of a judge immediately right and so you want to make sure that you know everything is crisp and on point uh, and that's kind of what what my my thing will be for CIA as a whole uh, is from an da- overall dancing perspective you know I want I want to see them get better. Uh, especially from a footwork perspective, you know, when they're doing the Fumani, I, I really wrote down need better footwork, right, for it so that it stands out so you know exactly what step 
uh, that you're you know, from a viewer's perspective, you want to know exactly what step the that the dancers are doing. Uh, I know later in there, you know, I wrote down need to finish footwork, right? So what that means is don't cut it short on beat four, right? You're doing one, two, three, four. Let's say you're doing pataka legs. You know, you don't want that fourth step. You know, you, like if you quit on that fourth step or, or don't finish it, it doesn't. It's very obvious and it doesn't look good. It kind of looks like you might even be cheating and you know going to the next step a little bit too early. Uh, and and overall, you know, for, for all the dancers, I just want want you guys don't make it look. Like you want to be, you want to be selling your choreography. You don't want to make it look like it's hard to do or anything like that. Even if it is hard to do, you don't want to make it look like that. You want to make it look like it's the most fun thing you're doing, right? Um, and uh, from, a, from a choreographical perspective, you know, we talked about this earlier. Just the the, the thought that that needs to be go into it when they drop for the body jaw, uh, everybody was facing each other, and so there's no there's essentially no audience engagement with that with that moment, and it makes it fall flat. Because the audience can't, it's hard to react to it. They're right. they're all you know they're all right. probably, you know, ninety degrees facing in. But if you imagine they were all facing forward, it would have that that impact, right? It had the chance to do it, but it didn't do it. Uh, and the other the drop with uh, towards the end where they were just uh, using one arm to kind of move. You know, I think that had you added the body to if it, it was just the arm moving and the body being going with the arm, it yep. would have brought it out more, right? But as it stood. It kind of just doesn't look like anything, right? So the whole, you know, we, we want to think these things a little bit deeper uh, on that perspective too. I I would agree with everything you said. Um, you know, I'm not going to obviously repeat some of the things you said. Uh, I, I do want to just touch on just one small thing, though. You know, and don't want to dive too much deeper, but would say that the end. You know, if you're going to end that way, um, it, it's the ending was super flat, right? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's again, systemic of, I think, the entire performance, but getting the body in there, executing that at the same level. I think some people were just doing the forearm, some people were doing the whole arm. That's like a very easy um, visual of where there needs to be changes moving forward for this performance and for the dancers to get you to be competitive because it's the one time in the set where everyone's at the front and you can see everybody and um, you can tell clearly what's going on and, and it's an easy diagnosis point. But that brings me to the next point, which is um, you did yourself no favors by recording in the dark um, in a specific format where you know, you're recording from the feet so that if you're further back, um, you're almost indistinguishable, right? You need to literally be on top of the camera. So having the camera at like hip level or even like chest level for um, a person would have done a lot better because it would have been easier to see people and, and understand some of the, the movement. You know, I think what was what was hard for me is I'm watching the performance again. You know, I, I'm seeing dancers make mistakes in the front. And, you know, they're the only dancers I can focus on because they're the only dancers I can actually see. And that becomes a little bit of an issue where you're having two or three dancers, um, you're losing sight of it, and, and the overall picture gets lost. So when you're going about this again, I would I would pay special attention to that. You know, up the audio quality, um, shoot it in the light, or if you're not able to shoot in the light, like wear lighter clothing so it's much easier for you to be seen. Um, some of those like simple measures will go a long way for a performance because you just, again, you don't have that kind of luxury that you would normally have. Absolutely. All right. And so moving on to FCB, uh, start off, you know, strong dancing, the big D at the beginning, powerful, strong. Uh, the slowdown that kind of happened immediately I thought was kind of strange. Uh, the summy under the plane was awesome. Uh, I wish that 
there was more to it. I don't know how you put more to it. I don't have the answer right now. But the incorporation of that was awesome. And I do wish that more teams did more things like that because the sky is essentially the limit. Like, we're not, we're not, uh, you can't do that in a venue. <laughs> Whatever they just did, they can't do it in a normal venue. Uh, and, and there's no, you know, there's, there's no really no rules that you really have to abide by that a venue uh, presents, right? So I thought that was awesome that they, they decided to do that and make the effort to build all that stuff and, 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 and you know, execute it pretty well. Um, I love the uh, the V formation. Once they got into the V, they did the clap, the kitsch into the Jundu Singa. I thought that variation was really awesome, and it hit. Um, on the I wrote this down. On the first beat of Fusla, in the mix, there was a little little like some sort of sound effect and so the uh, the audio was like the audio and the visual didn't match because the dancers didn't have that extra bit of umph on that first beat of fusla and so you know that i think that just should have been there uh the intro of the fumania was kind of whatever and i think that definitely hurt hurt fcb overall yeah i mean uh (laughs) the summy idea i just i wish it was done at a different portion of the set where it was like the chorus or it was a payoff Amen. moment. That's it a, doesn't that's feel key. like a payoff, right? That was that's um, key. Yep, you're right. And I would say the other thing, you know, with the performance is, you know, the fuss on variation with the tippy taps, I, I see a lot of teams doing that. This is one of those things where it definitely hurt that you did a variation like this, right? You probably didn't expect it, um, but every team did a very similar tippy tap kind of form, you know, uh, tippy tap mechanism, right? Where you do the, you know, the over, you do the, the over foot, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. It's going to keep calling it tippy taps, but I think three or four teams did that. And you know, in a format, it, it's in a format where rounds go back to back. If a team does it in one round, it doesn't do it another, or a team does it in both rounds, or you know, just over a period of time, a judge is going to see that. They're going to notice that. And so my concern here is that that's a big part of this performance was that variation and in some ways I, I felt that other teams doing it had cheapened it and made it something where I was like oh this is the thing because it's not new it's something you're going to see and so I would challenge FCB as a team to think of a different variation or at least a different drop something that people weren't going to pick up on I would say the other thing like the dancing is solid it's very very good um, I would say that the the dancing variations could have been better, right? The the execution, some of the different types could have been better. I think you could have played around with some of the pacing better. And, and to Sid's point, I think some of the things that you did from a pacing perspective were awkward in this situation and could be improved on. Um, and then, you know, it seems to me, I, I don't know if this is the right takeaway. It just feels that way after watching this performance. It, it feels like everyone was kind of um, super jazzed for the Kunde coming over and was kind of anticipating that and then writing that out was like let's dance very well well there's no audience no one's going to give you a lot of brownie points for doing it you know it's really really good i I would say that some of the dancing there's you know at the back uh, i saw two of the dancers going a little bit early there's a level of anticipation that's happening here there's a level level of tepidness I, i don't think you ripped the steps as much as you possibly could have where you were really focusing on the shoulders really focusing on you know your body and your overall nakra and you know when you think about it compared to you know, like a brigade who's doing um, Bethy and they're going kind of all out and they're going very, they're going very hard. Um, that's that's a challenge. And then when you're comparing like the variations and also the fact that it seems like some of your variations are derivative and you're looking at a team like Fertile, which is trying to push the envelope and do every 
do different things, I can see why you're not scoring as hard, right? Ultimately, I think the set's in the right place. The ideas are there. This is the only team that really pushed the envelope in, in terms of what you can and cannot do in the environment that you're in. It just seems like at, at a very basic level, at the things that are inside the box, not outside the box, there's a, a lot left to be desired in terms of how do you get into those upper echelon teams. And, and I think that hurt them at the end of the day. Sweet. And lastly, we have RVD. Uh, I like the little stage that they have. I'm kind of jealous. I don't think we have a stage like that somewhere right. in Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, it was so the first thing I ended up writing down, you know, it was into the Jaffa. It was kind of cool, but not really. And kind of felt that way about but RVD kind of the, the whole way through the entire competition, really. Um, the the way that they slid into the Fumania. Like, that was an amazing moment, and I wish that they would do more of more stuff like that. That stuff that stands out uh, within the rest of the routine. That's how to think about moments. Like it all, it all worked together. The arm motions, everything was clean. It was it was just really well done. The rest of the money was kind of weird, and it just felt like there was just too much stuff piled in all at once. Right? There's a lot of random folk steps just put in there. Just just didn't really have any purpose to them. Uh, there was a part where the red Jordy was at the front. And they did this thing where they where they kind of had some rounded motions and they paused, then like kind of ran you know jumped onto their right leg and they came up for the thigh slap. And it all just felt weird. And it, you got to think about that more just to make sure that it doesn't feel weird. It doesn't feel you know like it's uh, like it's out of place or doesn't flow well. Now I just should not be feeling that at all. It should just it just should get your ideas and everything should just come and come and go smoothly. And I should just remember them right. And then uh, last thing I wrote down is the Jundusinga whenever Frozy. Uh, was in the front you know maybe it was a camera angle thing rom i'm not sure but it just didn't hit like you wanted it to hit uh i'm not and maybe it was the design aspect of the overall choreography where it's just those two doing it maybe maybe the back maybe. back geordies need to be doing something else but again they it just also, doesn't hit they also like spin into each other yeah it was, <laughs> the two of them literally start coming and almost crash into each other while doing that so, so yeah, that's all i got go ahead rom i was gonna say yeah i mean that point it's a, just piggyback off of what you said. When you have that and the little bit off-center, it's almost like taking your eyes and then just bringing all the focus into the two dancers in the front. I didn't even see the background. It just became a distraction because those dancers were off-center. If, if you didn't do the extra spins and had just done it in spot without that, you know, the fact that you were essentially like a, like a spinning top kind of losing its center, I thought that was going to be cleaner because it caused... I, I think my eyes as a viewer to actually clash with what's going on in the back and what's going on in the front. I didn't get to see all of it. I was more focused on the front and then everyone in the back became a peripheral distraction for me. Um, to Sid's point, I think if you had ended the the segment after the Fumania, after the clear Fumania moves, um, this would have placed very, very high with the competitive teams. I thought you had done some very good variations. I really liked the dancing at the beginning. Like when you squat into... Um, I'm thinking like right after, like right after the fast gym or when you do the little spin and then spin back around um, and you squat into the move. I thought that was a really good impact moment. It's not super difficult um, or it's not super intricate, the variation, but it is super difficult to get that low and stay that low as a team and then pop back up. I thought that was great, right? I thought the, um, I thought the moment you started doing arm flourishes where you started pushing your arms out versus pumping them, um, if that makes sense, things started to Sid's point get a little weird um I thought the moves themselves um were then becoming a little different to be different uh, it, it didn't become a really a problem until um 
uh, I'm trying to look at the light cues, but you started doing like a lot of motions where you were, it's almost like your, your arms were doing, um, how am I, I'm going to do this, like a little circular motion. It comes, it comes in the middle where mm -hmm. red's, uh, I think it's red in the front, right? Yep. Yep. I think it starts getting a little weird there where it's not, I, I, weird is not the right term for this, but it's, um, it's a lot of like graceful movement with no real purpose in my point. Um, the, the extra movement is not necessary. It, it's not unique. It's not different. It just seems like a bunch of wasted counts. Um, I thought the fact that you guys did Jodia, I don't think a lot of teams did Jodia. That was, that was cool in the, in the relation to the rest of the set. You do a series at the end of Punjabs where you do the tippy-tap uh, footwork that I talked about previously. Again, it's done well, but be mindful that since so many teams do it, it's not a unique thing at that point, right? And if that's going to be the end of your routine where you're doing a variation that a lot of teams are now copying and doing a very slight variations of, it just takes away from the overall performance. And I thought that you going into that and doing the pose into Jogany afterwards um, did two things for me. One, um, it wasn't unique. It felt like a very flat ending. And two, it felt like that was the end of the Fumania, which made the payoff for this Fumania segment, which started, I think, like 20 beats in Sid and then went for like a full 40 seconds just this very long convoluted thing like if they had done something like that and earlier and then moved on into other choreography it would have been good for me but i thought the ending overall left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth of what could have been right it was such a re it was such a strong start i like to slide i like it when this team rbd does um nifty things that seem effortless which is what that slide felt like to me that slide felt like it was just a very effortless motion and that's where I think like very nifty choreography becomes very cool is when you do something nifty and it doesn't seem like a, a lot of effort was put into it. And it, it feels like sometimes when they were going a little bit slower um, towards the middle, it, it seems like you lost the plot a little bit. <laughs> it's just get, you just want to cut to the chase, man. I, I really want to just break down this this last this last round and what went down between for the lane brigade and, and why it was the way it was. Yes, and I shall start. Um, to start with brigade, uh, I, th I felt like this was easily their overall their their not their best uh, of all three videos. Um, I don't know. It it, it didn't feel. I mean, it wasn't because I think the dancers danced at a lower level. I think the choreo didn't have the the hits that they wanted them to have, and maybe they were trying a little bit too hard. Uh, again, I, I also agree with one of your first original points of the of packing too much in because they started off. Um, with the with the intro, then they had the actual segment, and then a, and then they had an ending, you know, kind of walk off thing going. It was a lot to try to pack in there, and the flow got hurt by it. Uh, the individual moments that they tried to create, again, they just didn't have the, the level of punch that it needed to be to hang with Fertile, if that makes sense. Because when you look at Fertile's performance, they danced just as well as Brigade did, uh, but they had the moments that make you go wow, right? Especially the one uh, right that one moment where they would they slide back and forth. They hit they had this big sound, this nice sound effect, and they put their arms up in a double drummer for the beginning of high end. Uh, when this, uh, uh, if you know what I'm talking about for Fertiles, yep. That moment was just like damn. It was just like wow, right? And that kind of moment didn't happen for Brigade, where it where it had happened in their previous videos. Uh, and then the creativity that I don't know what the I don't know what the song is that they were doing Lordi to uh, for Thile. You even you would know because I'm not I don't really follow pop songs too much I guess, uh, but I know what the song is and I've heard the song before and the way that they integrated that into their whole routine, it was super creative. It was nail in the coffin for me, um, you know. I, I you know and it was I know I think the points reflected exactly like you know how how it should have went down. So, 
I think I think more mostly overall I think Brigade just because Brigade did not have those impactful moments, it brought them down. And yeah. had they had yeah. they had them, it would have been uh, competitive in my opinion. Man, I I was really looking for this last performance to be somewhat a somewhat of a referendum on speed, right? Um, I think a lot of teams walked into this competition saying that speed kills um, and cut themselves actually in the process because uh, a lot of teams went super fast at the beginning, did very similar variations, um, and then that kind of brought everyone down, right? It just it just started getting a blur, and, and Brigade was this different team because they were using dynamics, they were going pacing, and there was a part of me where I watched this Brigade performance, and I was like, you know, four dancers puts you behind the eight ball, it doesn't have the same impact. They did, again, a great job of making the four dancers seem bigger with their videography choice, the Christmas and that, like, that played a huge role. Um, and the choreo, up until they started going fast, I was legitimately asking myself a question that, hey, if they kept this whole thing slow, it was going to be, I thought, a very, very difficult finale. Because to me, uh, I wanted this to be a stylistic challenge. I thought that Brigade's best performances and their best moments came when they were going slow, when they were being more purposeful with the dance. And up until that point, the one-arm thing, like the throw-ups when they were doing the chickens, um, you know, that to me resonated. It was it wasn't resonated because of the moves, but it set like a specific tone for me. And I thought they were Brigade was consistently excellent going slow. And then to me, they lost when they sped up. The moment they sped up, it became easier to draw parallels between them and Fertile. And Fertile at speed is just better than Brigade at speed. They have the same dancing caliber and quality. And I thought Brigade actually hurt themselves by going a little bit faster than they normally are accustomed to because the shoulders didn't happen as much. The legs, the width that we had seen, or not even the width, but just like the stylistic elements that they had con- they had seen, like with the consistency across the dancers, you lost a little bit of that, a little bit of that when you're going at that speed. And, and that's, I think, was one of the problems is the dancing wasn't at that same level. The, the uh, overall kind of package from a knockout perspective wasn't at the same level. And for Thiele just had them. Right? I'm, I'm watching the for Thiele performance again. And the number one thing that stands out to me is that I didn't appreciate every single variation because there were a lot of them. But what I did appreciate was how well those variations were done. Because even if I didn't like the variation, I was like, you still danced phenomenally through it, which is challenging in and of itself, right? And so, you know, if I were Brigade and I'm thinking about this last performance, one, if I could have gotten two more dancers, this might have been a different story just from an impact perspective. Who knows? Could have gotten COVID, you know, got to stay <laughs> safe out there. You never know. Um, but I also think that sticking to their guns. I think the like the video that we had talked about in the in the second round with the Jummer going with a little bit of more of a slower routine worked so well to what they were trying to achieve with their with their performances. And the moment they went up to that speed, I don't know if they were trying to say like let's play for Delay's game or let's play um, let's try to prove to ourselves that we're like we could dance at that level. I think that's it's obvious that they can dance at that level. It's just it, it made it I don't know. It just made it so easy for Fridley to beat them, right? It was just one of those things where I, I, I watched this over and over again, and I'm saying, like, stick to the guns, stick to your identity. Fridley won in a large part because they just stayed consistent with that. They just were the same team throughout. Um, you know, I don't know 
I don't know who's doing the for the recordings or whatnot, but I thought it was also very poetic that it was done in the rain, right? Like, <laughs> it's one of those things where, uh, you know, Brigade was doing an India performance, and, and there's a little bit of that, you know, traditional feel to it. And then for the being in the midst of a rainstorm was very oddly poetic. I know these things shouldn't have impacts, but it, it set the stage up, I think, very nicely for them. Um, but I thought, like, even the Jummer variations that they did, um, some of them I didn't like, like when they were in two lines and they're clapping and they're moving around. I just thought that was unnecessary. But some of the material right before them, the spins, right, were really good. Um, and the, I think more importantly, the dancing was very, very just solid throughout. Um, I think the one thing I would tell for Thiele is, in like, even some of the Jummer stuff, it would be good to tone it down, especially if a team comes with a little bit more of a simplistic performance that has uh, really good payoff moments. I can see, I can see for Thiele losing, but uh, to me, there was no question who won. Right? Like, there's there's a lot of things to unpack in the for Thiele performance, but yeah, I think uh, I think Brigade made it easy for them. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Bungarda Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please help us out by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser, as that really helps others find the podcast. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of them at the Bungarda Pod. If you want to know what else is going on in the podcast world, sign up for a newsletter and join our Discord server to get exclusive content you won't get anywhere else. There will be links to all of those in the show notes. Yeah.